Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth and wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired men have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on, his, and put it on him. Bring, put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's feast and celebrate, for this son of mine was dead and is alive again, and was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad. Because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again, he was lost and is found. Thank you. Reese is going to come now and teach us from God's Word and help us to make sense of everything that's happened this morning. Good morning. Thank you so much to the Revelation Warriors and everyone else involved in the service. Indiana Charles, I think you did a great job acting for us. So thank you this morning for helping us to start thinking about what the key to true happiness is. It would be great if you have your Bibles open with you at the passage so you can follow along as we go. Now, I'm sure that many of you have heard the parable that Extremes has just read about before, but it has a very important message for us all here this morning. In the parable, we meet three main characters, the younger brother, the older brother, and the father. Hands up here if you have a brother. Yep, me too. Now, these brothers were very different. There's a picture of me and my brother which is going to come up soon to show how different we are. It's on the way. 
<laughs> nope. Okay. So basically, just imagine I'm the handsome one and he's, he's not so good looking. No, <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking. He's coming this week, so I'd better be careful what I say in case he hears me. <laughs> well, basically, let's just say I'm well built and he's not so well built. But he is really clever. He, he's fluent in five languages. Um, but if you asked him to play football or rugby... He plays as if he's got two left feet. So he's very different from me. Like some people say that he's got the brains and I've got the brawn. So we'll just leave it at that. But what's so different about these brothers, the elder brother and the younger brother? Well, they're both trying to find happiness in different things. Like, let's take a look at the younger brother first then. He says to his father, if you look down at verse 12... Give me my share of the estate. So his father does just that. He gives him the money and off his son goes. He leaves his home and his father and his elder brother and he goes. He leaves to go and find what? What does he go and find or try to find? Any ideas? Yeah, that's right, happiness. This might bring you happiness. That's right, he goes to find happiness. He goes off and spends all his money. That's how he thinks he'll find happiness. And he lives a wild life. I wonder if you were given lots of money to spend in an hour, what would you do? Where would you go? Let's have a few ideas. What would you do? You'd go to Disneyland. Wow. You'd have to travel there pretty fast. Maybe you could hire a helicopter to get you there really quickly. Any other thoughts? What would you do if you had... Yeah? Sorry? Nice, yeah. Go on some rides. That sounds like fun. Any other thoughts? That's a good investment, I think. For your money. She said, buy a mansion. That's always a, a good one to invest for the future, isn't it? Um, anyone else got any thoughts what they'd do? Oh, yeah. As you can see, as I said, I'm the handsome one. <laughs> Just teasing. Okay. Yeah, next. So there's the, the brothers and the father. Yep. Next one. And he's given the money, as we saw in the story. And then he goes off on his journey. And he spends his money on wild living. And then here. (laughs) I mean, if I had the money, that's a lot of Lego, you know. (laughs) So he spends his money on wild living. And I wonder, we've heard some of the things that you'd buy. Maybe you'd buy food or cakes or mansion or whatever. But I think I'd run to Toys R Us. Yeah. <laughs> um, but does this make him happy? Do, do these things make him happy? Well, the toys get old and they break, don't they? 
um, a mansion would eventually wear out or wear down um, with the weather. Cakes get eaten. Um, So no, his money only lasts for a short time. And then he has to go and work with the pigs. And he was so hungry that he wanted to eat the pig food. Can you imagine eating what pigs eat? Do you remember the brothers in the drama? They spent their money on partying. What else did they spend their money on? Let's have some ideas. Yep. Yep. Getting ready for exams. That's right. <laughs> what? Gambling. Gambling. That's right. What's the? What's the? <laughs> and what else? Yep. Yep. Friends and popularity. Any more? You, you're scraping the barrel now. You just want chocolate, don't you? What else is there? Okay, one more. Popularity. Okay. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I think we found out what your idols are over there. Chocolate. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, they spent um, their... The, they, the idols were gambling, studying, popularity. We heard all those things. Um, but we saw that none of those things brought them what they were looking for, which was, what were they looking for? Someone else who hasn't gone? Yeah. Happiness, that's right. Yep. They were looking for happiness, but these things didn't bring them happiness, did it? It didn't bring lasting happiness. So those things that made the son turn back to his father, the things he tried to find that his happiness in, the Bible calls them idols. And that's what we've been looking at today, is idolatry. Where do we try to find happiness? Do we try to find happiness in having lots of friends? Or do we try to find happiness in doing well at school? Or is it our children doing well in school? Is it getting a promotion at work, maybe? Or having the latest toy? (laughs) Or maybe for some of you, it's finding a husband or finding a wife. Do we think that if only we had these things, that maybe we would be happy? But I think you'd find that all these things are not the key to true happiness because none of these things last and none of these things are perfect. So let's carry on in our story. What does the younger son do? Yep. He goes home to his father. Well done. Oops. He goes home to his father. That's right. The younger son remembers that in his father's house, no one is lacking anything. So he goes back. He decides to go back. And the son that wanted to have a wild life, the life that he wants, um, was, has taken him away from his father. Living that way meant that he, he was taken away from his father. He was lost in a way. 
But what does the father do when the son comes back? Yep. Sorry, nice and loud. The father celebrates. And the the Bible passage tells us that he actually runs out to greet his son. His son who'd spent all his money, he runs out to greet him and celebrate. He sees him in the distance and he goes to welcome him with open arms. The son doesn't think that he's worthy of this. And so he says to his father, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father welcomes him home and throws a huge party, even though the son doesn't deserve it. So the son finds true happiness in the father's love for him. Next slide. So what about the older brother then? What does he do? Yeah. That's right. He's jealous. Anyone else? Yeah. That's right. He's angry. The older brother stays at home, doesn't he? And he doesn't take the money. He doesn't run away. And if we look at him at first, he seems like the model son. He doesn't seem like he has any idols in his life. He works hard in the field. He doesn't disobey his parents. What a good boy. Don't we all want a son like that? (laughs) But if we look closer we see everything isn't all well. It's not all as it seems. He thinks he's better than his brother. In verse 27 and 28, if you look down, it says, the servant says, your brother has come and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The elder brother became angry and refused to go in. Now, why is that? That's because he loves himself and not the father. He's trying to earn the father's love and be the favorite. Verse 30 says, But when this son of yours, who squandered your property, he doesn't even call him his brother anymore. He calls him your son. That's his brother. He serves with an ungrateful heart, we see in verse 29. Look at all these years I've been slaving for you. He thinks he deserves more than his brother. Do you feel like you're slaving for God in your life this morning? Then you'll have something stopping you. You have something that is an idol that's stopping you from seeing who God really is. Are you spending too much time thinking about yourself or looking at what others have or what others are doing for God? He loves you, and he doesn't want you to feel that way. Look how he comes out for both of his sons. He runs out to greet his lost son, but he also comes out of the party. He he leaves the celebration to come and see the older son as well. He welcomes the lost, and he he comes out to plead with us as well, to welcome and bring us back to the celebration. So here's the thing. God loves you, and Jesus has died for you. You don't have to rob a bank or have a crazy conversion story to be loved by God this morning. He loves you just as you are. 
But just be careful of what idols get in the way of Jesus and his good news in your life. What do you spend time thinking about? What do you spend your money on? What do you spend your time on? Do those things take you away from your heavenly loving father? And if they do, then they're idols and we need to clear them away from our lives. Can anyone else remember this morning's memory verse? We said it, didn't we? Maybe anyone want to have a go? Yeah, do you want to have a go? Nice and loud. Yeah, that's right. Matthew 6, 21. Do you want to have a go at saying it? Oh, maybe not. You can have a chocolate anyway. Okay. Maybe we can all say it nice and loud together. Okay? For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Well done. That's it. Hopefully you'll remember that. What you treasure most in life is what you love most and where you are trying to find happiness. Will you clear the idols in this life and say sorry to Jesus and find true happiness in God the Father's love? Or will you run away from your Heavenly Father and spend your life on yourself? That's the challenge today. Okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this wonderful story of your grace where we can see that you love us so much that you run to greet us when we're lost because you're so excited to see us found when we come back to you and repent. Lord, thank you so much for the the reminder as well of the older brother that actually we can be religious and be in church but still put ourselves before you. I pray today that you'd help all of us recognize if we have any idols in our lives that are above you and that we would move them out of the way so that we can have you first in our lives. Please help us this week, Lord, to live with you as the main um, one in our lives. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen.